0: Well, Merry Christmas. Good to see you all here this evening. Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. Peace on earth. Favor from God. A couple of pretty big promises coming from those angels on that first Christmas Eve some 2,000 years ago. Does the promise still hold on this Christmas Eve 2022? That's the question that we want to ponder. We need to ask as we come together at this time. Peace and favor. What comes to mind for you when you think about these words, peace and favor? What do you see or where do you maybe not see it? Does it Make you question, where is this peace on earth, Lord? Where is this favor from God, or has it somehow passed by me? Well, you know, there are a lot of things at Christmas time that point us to some of these things, or at least hopefully help us to maybe encounter something that resembles peace or brings to mind favor. I think about Christmas lights. I don't know if you enjoy seeing Christmas lights, but I love seeing Christmas lights around town, seeing them in different places, the beauty of Christmas. I had a chance just a week ago to go with my bride and some friends to go see something called The Glow. I don't know if you've ever seen The Glow before, but it's a big event hosted down this year at the Saints Stadium, and inside of the Saints Stadium is decorated all over the place with thousands and thousands of lights, And when you go down there, you get to walk through and see all the different lights. There's Christmas music playing in the background. The night that we were there, there was a light snow falling from the sky at about 32 degrees. Yeah, if you're a Minnesotan and can't get into Christmas at that, I don't know what to do for you. But I like Christmas lights. It can be one of those things that maybe help you encounter a little bit of peace. Maybe you see it as a bit of God's favor. What about Christmas cards? Do you like getting Christmas cards? I enjoy getting Christmas cards. Call me old-fashioned, but I think it's nice to have something that you can hold in your hand and see a picture and an image of people who you love. I also read every one of those letters that you write. I don't think they're corny. I think they're important. Jesus makes us family. It's important to see what's happening in people's lives in the extended family. I'm also moved by the fact that I think, unlike some of those first Christmas letters, nowadays people are willing to share not only the highlights of their year, but some of the difficult and hard times of the year as well. That reminds me of the peace that God brings to us as family and shows a bit of his favor in our lives to be able to openly share those kind of things at Christmas time. Do you have a favorite Christmas movie? I don't know, maybe for you, if you're like me, if there's one of these movies showing up on the screen, I can't help but click over and watch at least part of it. I've seen them all from beginning to end, but, but there's little snippets that stand out. And, and of course, there's one movie that no matter what, if it's on, I'm going to watch it all the way through to the very end, and that's It's a Wonderful Life. I just can't help it. Every time I get to the end of that movie and see all the favor showing up on that family, I get a tear in my eye. I get choked up every single time. And I've seen the movie dozens and dozens of times. It's just a little glimpse of peace, a little slice of favor. Now, these movies have all kinds of goofiness in them. Some of them are completely Unreal, but they all try to bring you to a place in the end of some hope or some joy and laughter, maybe some peace, maybe seeing the favor that comes on a family. That's the point of a good Christmas movie, anyway. Maybe you're one of those who's moved by Christmas music, you have a favorite Christmas carol something that you never tire of hearing, or maybe it's a Christmas song. Maybe you're one of those people who turns your dial in your car to 107.9 a week before Thanksgiving. Raise your hand if you're one of them. Come on, be bold, be honest. Yep, yep, I know you're there. It's okay. <laughs> you find those songs to be a source of something for you, to leave those songs playing in the background or just reminders of a season, of something that's beyond this world, maybe outside of some of the things that we often experience. Or maybe you enjoy nativity scenes. Maybe you have one in your own home. I know we've got a couple of them. One on a countertop space. Maybe you've got one over the hearth. Maybe you're one of those folks who has one set up in your front yard that glows all night long. Or perhaps you like to go visit one of the live nativities, like the one that's down at St. Paul's Cathedral all throughout this year. If you wonder whether or not the characters and story from 2,000 years ago still holds up, go look at the line of cars stacked up waiting to drive by and see a live nativity. There's something about the story. There's something about the characters. There's something about putting it together and seeing it that reminds us of something beyond ourselves, that remind us of a story that is for us. As well as to us. Now, none of these things contain the whole story. <laughs> and none of them are a perfect example of God's peace or God's favor. In some cases, as a matter of fact, they kind of distort the image a little bit. <laughs> Maybe they don't show it clearly as it actually happened. You know, take the nativity scene that was up there a minute ago. This one right here. This one's by Thomas Kincaid. And and when you take a look at this, you you see the palm trees and and the beautiful glowing home in in a pristine, clean manger with all kinds of people in their daily best dressed up, looking at the glow and animals quietly sitting by, not moving or doing anything that animals do. Um, I, I don't know if this quite captures what really happened. I, th- I think about the second verse of Away in a Manger. The cattle are lowing, the poor baby wakes, but little Lord Jesus, no crying he makes. Right, <laughs> right, right. Come on, anybody who's a parent, anybody who's ever been around a birth, I've seen three of them myself firsthand. No one of my children came into this world quietly. (laughs) And if they did fall asleep quickly for a nap, as soon as they were hungry, they woke up loud to get your attention. And I think if you take the nativity story seriously and the incarnation of Jesus seriously, you have to think that Jesus was a real baby who also came into this world with tears, and had needs, and reached out to mom and dad, hoping that they would fulfill those needs somehow. It's a real story, and sometimes the Christmas carols or the lights or the nativity scenes don't quite capture the grittiness of what this experience really was about. Take a look at a little different version of a nativity scene. Here's an image of a couple on a street corner in front of what could easily be a convenience store with flashing lights back behind them. Working class couple, she's pregnant, sitting on a broken down horse. He's on the phone trying to make a phone call. It's raining. You could see this image maybe in downtown Minneapolis or downtown St. Paul or downtown White Bear Lake. Maybe you would glance at them quickly as you drove by and think, oh, that's kind of sad. Maybe you wouldn't give it a second thought as you looked at their plight. But look a little closer. Look at the young man. His name is Jose. Jose's a working class guy because he's got Jose on his name tag there. Probably works with his hands. Maybe he's a cabinet maker or a carpenter of some kind. And he's on the phone in the rain at the phone booth trying to find some place, obviously, to get them out of the weather, to get them to some safety because this young lady of his is pregnant. Switch over to the other image. There she is, looking longingly, looking very pregnant, wearing a hoodie sweatshirt. And if you look close, you see it's Nazareth High School, the hometown where they came from. Now visiting out of town, trying to find some relatives to stay with, but they're not having much luck as she sits on that broken-down pony or horse or donkey. And if you pull back out again, you can see up to the right, there's Dave's City Motel with a sign right below it that says, Free HBO, with one of the E's missing. And new manager with one of the A's missing, so it's new manger. It's a gritty scene. It's a real scene. And I think in some ways it's a more honest look at what really happened. This wasn't some idyllic, cleaned up, beautiful, pristine picture. This was a family coming down from Nazareth a long journey, one of them very pregnant, hoping to find some hospitality in a city that would have been full of family. But because of their situation, because of the way that they would have been viewed, not yet being married and her being fully pregnant, the doors weren't quite as open as they should be until they find one home that's guest room is already full, but we can find a place for you with the animals. And there and the dirt, and the hay, and the manure. Jesus is born. And peace comes to earth. And favor shows up for you and me. Because you see, friends, God's peace and God's favor aren't signs of a cleaned up and sanitized life. No, no. God's peace and favor break into the broken, dirty, manure-filled mangers of our real lives. The places that are filled with pain or loss or sorrow. The places that don't look peaceful at all. In an unplanned pregnancy. In a family struggling with interfamily squabbles. In a homeless heartbreak. This is the place where God chooses to send his son and declares in the voice of the angels peace on earth and favor from God. Friends, God's favor is upon you and his peace is coming to you because Jesus has been born to you and for you. And he's been born right into every place in your life. The places that aren't polished. The places that are hurting. The places that are experiencing trauma, maybe from the past, or maybe recent loss for yourself that make you think, why am I not happy this year? Why is it so much harder? Why am I not experiencing peace? Has God's favor somehow left me? No, no. God favors you because he sees you as his favorite. And his peace comes to you not in peaceful circumstances, but in every broken circumstance where he comes to be your peace in the storm, in the loss, in the brokenness. A famous Christmas carol entitled It Came Upon a Midnight Clear is one we often sing this time of year. And you may be familiar with the first verse. It goes like this. It came upon a midnight clear, that glorious song of old, from angels bending near the earth to touch their harps of gold, peace on the earth, goodwill to men, from heaven's all-gracious king, the world in solemn stillness lay to hear the angels sing. Now, that verse may sound kind of cleaned up and pristine, but if we switch to the third verse, a verse that we seldom hear and don't often sing, hear these words for you. All you beneath life's crushing load, whose forms are bending low, who toil along the climbing way with painful steps and slow, Look now, for glad and golden hours come swiftly on the wing. O oh, rest beside the weary road. And hear the angels sing. Are you here tonight under a crushing load? Are you here tonight toiling? Feeling like a never-ending climb up a never-ending hill? Is there pain in the journey? Is it slow? Then friends, hear the angel's message to you to find rest in him. Rest for your souls. Rest in the brokenness. Rest in the peace that God offers you a peace that starts with peace within and a peace between you and God. Not because of what you have done, but because of what he has done for you. This is the message of Christmas Eve. This is the promise of the angels. I asked you earlier if the angels promise of peace on earth to those on whom his favor rests still holds on Christmas Eve 2022, and I can say absolutely 100% yes. That peace and that favor is towards you. No matter where you are, you don't need to hide your brokenness because that is exactly where God shows his healing. You don't need to manufacture peacefulness because God is drawn to lowly shepherds and their noisy, messy, busy lives. Right where you are, that is where Jesus is born. And if you've already received that gift of peace and favor this year, and perhaps you're thinking, things are actually going quite well, then with thankfulness in your heart, share it with someone else. Look for someone who needs to be experiencing that peace and that favor of God. This is one gift that is totally cool to re-gift again and again and again. The gift of God's peace, the gift of his favor. Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, as we come to this place tonight, once again, hearing the Christmas story, Father, every one of us is different than we were a year ago. And each person here has real things going on in their lives, Lord. And it might not show tonight through the best clothes dressed up for Christmas Eve or the smiles that are put on through pain and loss. So tonight, Lord, Meet every person right where they are in their joy and in their sorrow, in their victory and in their defeats. Meet them where they are and speak the words that the angels spoke 2,000 years ago right to them. Peace on earth and favor from God to you. Amen and amen.